This is the Young Gunners from Texas Young Lawyers Association. We cut through the noise and discuss practical tips and challenges facing new attorneys in Texas and the United States. In this episode, I'm your host, Reggie Wilson, associate with Norton Rose Fulbright US LLP, podcasting from Dallas, Texas. I will be speaking with Vonda Bailey, managing partner of Vonda Bailey Law PLLC, about work-life balance. Vonda, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your practice. Well, my practice, we primarily handle cases that involve family law related matters, which include child support, child custody, divorce, as well as adoptions. Um, We have a couple of other attorneys in the firm that handle cases that relate to personal injury and traffic tickets as well. But I primarily handle the family side of it. So let's take it back a little bit. Why law? And in particular, why family law? Well, law in particular, I've always wanted to be an attorney. That's something I've been wanting to do, I believe, since I was maybe two years old. I remember my parents and I used to do like mock trial where my dad would stand behind the couch and act as though he's the judge. (laughs) And I used to stay up late and watch Perry Mason. So I was like, I always wanted to be an attorney. Family law in particular, I had my own personal situation with child support court. And from that um, experience, the attorney I hired, she pretty much made me do my own case. She was like, this would be a good introduction to you going to law school one day. And at the time, I was a probation officer. So when I look back on that, I was like, you know, family law kind of found me because I didn't think that that was something I would be interested in. I wanted to do criminal law. I was going to be the female version of Johnny Cochran. (laughs) But when and, you know, looking back in hindsight, it's like that was a part of who I was. I had the experience and I had a passion for it, considering that I went through it myself. Okay, and. Give our listeners a little bit of background of the challenges and the process of starting your own law firm. Who? Well, where do I start? Um, I mean, it's very difficult in the beginning. I will say that, especially when you um, don't have the capital up front to actually start your firm. So I grew my firm in it's been over four years now, literally from nothing. Um, the first cases I started making money off of, I wanted to pay off my student loans. (laughs) That was my main goal. Um, so that's one of the biggest challenges, not having that upfront capital. But then even after that, you have to learn how to set up your practice to where you're not wearing as many hats related to the business. You know, you don't want to be the attorney and the bookkeeper and the accountant and all those sorts of people. You want to put people in those places that are able to handle that part of it for you. And that's what I did early on. I hired an accountant. I had my own bookkeeper so I could focus on practicing law. And right along with the lines of practicing law, because you did open your own firm and and it's not like the large firm or the medium firm models, how did you start working client development into that particular process? Honestly, by trial and error, I just, well, for one, being an attorney it's and running your own practice, you cannot forget the basic customer service skills. And I think that's what a lot of us 
forget about as we're going through our cases. You can't forget about customer service. So think about how you would like to be treated if you were to enter a store as a patron or something like that. I try to keep that in mind in dealing with my clients. So um, each one of them are different. Their needs are different. So I have a basic model in terms of, you know, from the time I touch their case until the case ends. But in terms of going along with the case itself, each one of them are different. And I just always keep customer service in mind in managing each one of my cases. Okay. And along with that, young lawyers tend to struggle with client development. We tend to be more in the back of the room instead of working the room. When you walk into a room and you have these corporate counsels, you have these general counsels, what is one major piece of advice that you would give a young associate that's going into a room that's unfamiliar with the uh, type of people that are in the room? Well, you don't have anything to lose because if they don't know you, you don't really know them. I mean, sell yourself. That's your opportunity to be the biggest advertiser possible because you don't have anything to lose at that point. It will be different if you walked in with a room full of people that you knew about. They knew you. They knew exactly what you would be presenting, what you'd be talking about. Since that's not the case, just go all in. Introduce yourself. You know, make sure you give that everlasting impression because there are so many attorneys, but you always want to walk away with people feeling like there was something special about you in particular. Right, right. That makes sense. Now the big question, work-life balance. What is it? What does it mean to you and how have you implemented it into your life and your practice? Work-life balance is essentially having a successful business as well as making sure you keep your priorities in check. And priorities, you have to have a hierarchy. So whatever is important to you, you know, spirituality is important for a lot of people. Family is important for a lot of people. So if you know that those things mean something to you, those have to take priority over your business. Although your business, you're going to make money off of it. You're going to make money regardless. But if the things that mean something to you are not in place and you do not, you know, Take pay attention to those or they take a back seat to what you're doing, you'll find yourself constantly in a place where you're unhappy or where you're agitated easily and you get burned out. Because I know I've heard a lot of attorneys say that, you know, especially with me practicing family law, they're like, how do you do that day in and day out? And I'm like, well, for one, it's not my case. It's not my drama. When I say my case, you know, my particular set of drama. It's not my children. It's not my house. It's not my car. And I keep that in the forefront. But when I leave the office or I leave court for the day, it's all about my family. And that's what, um, you know, having a work-life balance means to me, just maintaining a healthy balance between the things that really, really mean something to you as well as running a business. And you kind of touched on it with having a successful business as a managing partner of a very successful firm. How do you make time for extracurricular activities? You have to be intentional with it. You really do. Because I find myself when I feel like, oh, man, I'm so far behind. I need to get this done. I need to get this done. Well, Rome wasn't built 
overnight. It wasn't built in a day. So I understand that if there is something I don't get to today, it will always be there tomorrow. And one thing that I do for myself, I prioritize the things that I have to do. So the things that I know are on a time schedule, like there's a deadline I have to meet. I try to get those things done weeks in advance and then prepare as other things come along. But I'm very intentional with taking time for myself. You you literally have to. So with all the accolades of being recognized by the news, being a, a rising star, a super lawyer, uh, your YouTube channel of being a, a judge, uh, <laughs> What are some of your biggest challenges in balancing all those and then still having time for your for home and, and for your son? Um, I think the biggest challenge sometimes is that I have so much going on that it can get frustrating at times um, because you don't feel like you have a whole lot of time to do everything. You always feel like you're out of time. Like I said, I try to make time for myself. I make sure that I go... One thing I like to do, I like to get facials. (laughs) I love to get massages. I love to travel. So I make time for those things. Even if I don't have a lot of time to just take an extended vacation like I want to, even if it means driving up the road on 35 to go to the casino for a few hours, I'm going to make it happen because it gives me a peace of mind. It calms me and it takes me away from what I'm dealing with at that moment. So then when I come back to it, I'm able to regroup. So one thing for lawyers is it's very hard to say no to client demands. How have you been able to draw a fine line between that personal life and the on the clock, Vonda? Well, for one, you have to know when to say no. And well, before that, you have to know that it's okay to say no. I think that's very healthy. And I'm very transparent with my clients. So, you know. I make it known to them, hey, I'm not going to be able to get to that today. My son has golf practice or my son has to go to tutoring today or, you know, I'm off the rest of the evening. I'm just not going to do that until tomorrow. And it's either you respect it or you don't, because at the end of the day, if there's something I request from them and they're not interested in doing it at that moment, I have to respect whatever reason that they, whether I agree or not, whatever reason that they say they're not going to do something or they don't want to do it at that minute. I have to respect it. So I run my business the same way. You know, I can't be the best lawyer I need to be for you if I don't take care of the things I need to take care of in my personal life. So if a young lawyer or a law student came to you and was seeking advice about work-life balance or they were looking for a similar path that you have taken, what is kind of the outline that you would give them? What's the procedure or the steps that you would walk them through to have success in their personal life and and their careers? The first thing I would say is that they should write down what their goals are. Ultimately, what is it that you want to do? And start there because anybody could give you a cookie cutter version of what success means to them and how they got to success. That doesn't necessarily mean that their path is going to work for you. So, you know, it doesn't have to be anything lengthy, just like, what is it that you want to do? What area do you want to practice? Um, What are some things that you want to see happen in that particular area? What is the business model you want for your firm? What type of client management system are you going to have? Are you going to advertise? Are you going to market? 
you know, what that, what is that budget going to look like? So just being realistic about your goals and then having a mentor is extremely important. Um, I have a ton of mentors. <laughs> I, I have a ton of them because just they all bring something different. I can go to one for something. I can go to one for something else. And when I approach them, I have an idea of what it is I want to do. And they kind of help me guide, you know, uh, be the guide to where I want to go in whatever it is that I approach them with. And you kind of touched on this earlier, but I want to get a little more in depth about it. Uh, mental and emotional breaks. That's something that attorneys tend to struggle with all the time. Would you recommend more so on the scheduling side, being spontaneous, a combination of both? I mean, how do you balance everything that you're juggling at once? Honestly, I have a combination of both. I think mine is more spontaneous, though. Um, whenever I get free time, it's like, man, I know I should probably be doing this. Or I know I should probably be doing that, something related to the business. I said, but you know what? I'm not going to do that. I want to go get my nails done today. Or I'm just going to stay in the bed today. Or, you know, if I know I don't have anything to do up until noon or something like that, I may intentionally just sit around and watch TV. I mean, anything that you do can be considered a break. It's just not working on whatever it is, you know, that needs to be done at that moment. So I like to do things spontaneously. Scheduling is important, too, depending on what activity I want to be involved in. I want to make sure that I schedule it. But um, I'm, I think I'm pretty good with that when it comes down to balancing, you know, my personal life as well as my business life. Well, professional life, rather. And it helps that my mother works in my office. My mother and my sister actually do. Um, it really helps that they work there because they keep the balance intact. You know, because they do care about me and they care about my business, they make sure that I stress less and they take on more responsibility. Now, there's a tip in itself. So uh, another thing is there a particular cutoff time where you just disconnect from the world and you give that time to your son? Like, is there a, hey, 7 p.m., I'm not responding, I'm not answering anything? And then even if there is, when clients still continue to demand and push, how do you respond? Well, for me, it really depends on the day. I would say throughout the week, my cutoff time ends between 4 and 5 o'clock. That's it. And on Fridays, and at noon. <laughs> because I would love that schedule. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and like I said, you have to be intentional with it. My office closes at noon on Fridays. Um, because even though my family works in my office, I believe that mental health is important for them as well. Because I know throughout the week, I put a lot of pressure on them to get things done. So if I'm taking a mental health day at noon, why shouldn't everybody else take a mental health day at noon? Um, I want to be the type of employer that is mindful of other people's time, other people's feelings and everything like that, because I'm very much so mindful of that for myself. So um, that's pretty much the general schedule. But we have a um, the client management system we use called my case. It makes it a lot easier to disconnect from the client. And um, it makes it easier for them to focus on other things as well and not get so engulfed in their case because it's an app. We have, if you, I know I have an iPhone, but I'm not sure if it's an app on other phones. But if they need to send a message or something, like if let's say they want to make a phone call, 
It's on a Saturday. I know I can't call the office or I can. I'm going to leave a message. They're not going to answer until Monday. But if you send a message on my case, it makes it a little easier to just respond to it versus having to sit on the phone. So for me, even though it may be working, um, responding to their message, I'm more in control of it because I can choose when I want to respond. If I have a little downtime, it's like, oh, let me go ahead and respond to them and take care of whatever it is that they need. So that way they at least have a solution to what they're looking for at that moment. Let's go to some organization things. When you sit down at the beginning of the year, do you map out and plan your vacations or your mother-son times or the, hey, you know, summertime for the month of June, we're going out of town and I will be off off the grid. Is that something that you do? It is, but I don't wait until the year that I plan on doing it. I'm really big on planning just because I, I do have so many things going on that I don't want to be blindsided or something comes up. You know, at the last minute. So my planning for 2018 is has been done in 2018. I mean, for 2019, it's been done for 2018. So the trips that I have through the summer have already been planned. The trip I have for my son has already been planned. Um, I live by vacation letters. Um, I do my vacation letters. I update them frequently, letting the court know, hey, I'm not going to be available this time. Don't schedule any mediations, no depositions, no court hearings, anything like that. That's my way of also catching the mental health breaks as well. Because if I'm unavailable for you to schedule something, it gives me time to do something else. Got it. And if you can give one major tip to young attorneys or seasoned attorneys that are still struggling to find a balance between their life, their personal life and work, what would it be? To not be fearful. I think that for a lot of attorneys, we fear, because I had this idea initially and then I let it go really quickly, but we have this idea that if we're not working every single second of the day, we're not making money, but that's not true. Um, You really have to get to a point to where you understand that the money is going to come as long as you do a good job. And you have to take care of you first, because if you're not mentally healthy, how can you go into a courtroom and convince a judge to rule in your favor? How can you go in a courtroom and expect your client to be confident that you're going to do your best job on their case? And I think um, fear happens as well for the seasoned lawyer. Because they've become so used to doing things a certain way that they're afraid to break that status quo and fear the unknown. You literally have to step out on faith and do what you have to do. Times are changing. Well, there you have it, folks. Vonda, thank you for joining us today and sharing your knowledge and your tips. It was wonderful. And thank you all listening to Young Gunners from Texas Young Lawyers Association. Make sure to follow us and friend us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time. Thank <laughs> you.